Good morning. Today in session three, we're going to be working on examining how characters react to trouble in the story. And we're going to continue reading and thinking about that, really to examine how your protagonist and other characters react to trouble. And by examining how they react to trouble, it will tell us, uh, pinpoint, with pinpoint precision, who your character really is. So we have to look for the trouble to figure that one out. But you've been on a really fast-paced journey at this point to help you understand the characters in your stories. And at the same time, you've had to understand the world that they live in, a world that you are not familiar with. So while you're reading, you're thinking about what do I want to learn about the character? What can I learn about the situation that my character is in? And then what's the backstory? What's the history of this character? Or what's the history in general? How is that history in my story impacting my character? Those are careful things to think about. So you remember that all along so far in historical fiction, we are looking at characters and how they're kind of just thrown into this historical setting and they're swept up with all the problems that are beyond their control. They're swept up with the bombings in Aleppo. They're swept up with the, the uh, fast rise of the Nazis in World War II Germany. They're swept up with um, Fidel Castro and in Cuba. They're swept up with a really like Category 5 hurricane in, Gal in, in uh, Louisiana. They're swept up in 1949 India, when India was becoming a country. They're swept up in the world that they live in. And I want you to think about today, how is your character handling all that hard stuff? And so before we really think about that, I want you to think for a moment about the times in your life when you or another member of your family maybe have, may have faced some really hard problems. And I'm thinking, for instance, um, when I was young, about, gosh, um, the time when I was young, when this country was uh, having a really hard time with a country in the Middle East, Iran, which is um, very similar to what's happening now. When I was your age, I lived in a time when there was a lot of societal and political upheaval in our country. And at the same time, we were dealing with double-digit inflation and gas um, embargo consequences because of the conflict that we were having with Iran at the time. And I remember at the time having to wait for hours, for hours, um, in gas lines. So you could, st you could be in a car for an hour and a half waiting for gas because the gas prices were skyrocketing because a lot of our oil, obviously, from at that time in our history, came from the Middle East. And because America and Iran were at odds, it impacted me as a young kid. So I'm also thinking about a hard time inside my own family when we had to cope with um, my parents' divorce. 
And at that same time, the world outside of my house was going through a lot of political and um, social upheaval. And so that's kind of like thinking about that. I want you to think about, well, how did the characters in your story handle the, that trouble? How they handle it? How they react? And readers, I want you to think about too, that people inevitably do face different kinds of trouble. We all do. If you are not facing trouble in your life, then I don't think you're living. Trouble is living. And it's the up and down of life that is considered to be life. So you can learn about, a lot about yourself. And you can learn a lot about the characters in your book about how they respond to trouble. So today, I want you to think about this. I'm going to be reading a passage from the book Patrol. And I want you to remember some of the passages I've already read. And I want you to just focus in on the part where there's a brief firefight with our protagonist. I'm going to reread it. And I want you, as I reread it, to think to yourself, how is my protagonist responding to trouble? What does it show? All right, so here it goes. Shots. A firefight. I dive to the ground. My heart beats faster. I, le- I lift my rifle and fire, and, and fire into the green forest. Bullets sing and whine over my head. I empty my clip, sending more bullets into the trees, the bushes. In reply, the bark flies from a tree near my head. I think I see the enemy. I reload and shoot again. It is only a shadow, but I do not stop shooting. In war, shadows are enemies too. Now that was intense. I want you to think, how is this protagonist responding to the trouble? Notice that I went right to the trouble. I may have to reread it, and I think to myself, how is my character responding to trouble? And I really pay attention to the small details. And what is that response showing about this character? So I'm going to write things down. So if I had my reader's notebook in front of you right now, I'd be writing the page number, I'd be writing ideas, I'd be um, writing references to the text and explaining what it shows. I'm going to try to deepen my thinking here. And I want you to think about doing the same. Let's think about deep ideas, not just the surface first thought in my head idea. A lot of us will say, okay, that's the first thought. It must be right. And you write it down. But challenge your thinking to go deeper. So I was thinking the first time I read this book aloud to you that that scene that I just read tells me that the protagonist was scared. They told me that he was scared because he was firing. And he mentioned in the page earlier that he bit his lips and he had tears. He didn't want to cry. But now that I'm rereading it and I found that section where he was dealing with a lot of trouble, now that I'm rereading it, I'm thinking instead of scared, I'm thinking my protagonist is scarred. He is scarred, which means the war has damaged him. So I want you to think about what I just did. 
something simple, but I want you to do the same. How do you get to that deep thinking about your character? First step is you look for a moment of trouble in the story. Go back to it. We read it with a new lens. So once you find that moment of trouble in the story, I want you to reread it, rethink it, discuss it with people, and I want you to observe very closely how your character dealt with that moment of trouble. Pay attention. And finally, the third step, I want you to think about what the character's reactions might reveal about your character, him or her. So let's try out these steps. I want you to think about your book. I want you to open up your book to a part where, let's say, your character is in trouble. It doesn't have to be the same part of the book that you've read that your partner has picked. And then I want you to go find your partners in your book club. Find a place to sit in the room and have a quick two-minute discussion about the trouble that you discovered in your book that you've already read, what you observed about your character, and how your character's reactions might reveal about your character in, in general. So tonight, you are going to be doing the same work. Tonight, you're going to be, as a goal, you're going to be thinking about all kinds of things, right? You could continue with your timeline if you have a lot of history happening. But a lot of you might decide to looking at the trouble. You're going to analyze how your character responds to trouble. That's your goal with those first three steps. Analyze how characters respond to trouble. And then you have to explain what does it show about your character. So, good reading today. I'll be meeting with all the groups today. So we're going to talk a little bit about historical fiction. This is session three. We're taking a look at what characters do when they're in trouble. So I want you to think, because you guys have done with here with Cam. Taylor. Taylor. Thank you, Taylor. And Victoria. And Victoria. And we're here. And uh, they are reading a book, Refugee, by Alan Gratz. And they're working really hard, taking meticulous notes and having great conversations. So... What is happening in your story now, so far? Um, so basically this book has like three different characters. Um, I'll explain Joseph. So Joseph lives yeah. in Germany where um, it was 1938 um, yeah. and this is when the Nazi was taking over Germany and he was a Jew. Mm -hmm. And so, basically, one day, um, the Nazis um, broke into his house and took his father and put him into a concentration yeah. camp. Because he was 
um, practicing law when Jews weren't allowed to practice like oh, any. Yeah. Okay. yeah, and then finally, like uh, six months later, they got a telegram, mm-hmm. I think, which is a note mm-hmm. from their father saying that he was going to like get out of concentration camp, but only if they left Germany within 14 days. And so right now in the book, um, Joseph and his um, mother and sister Ruthie, or Ruth, um, took a train to Hamburg where they were going to meet her father, and then they're going to board a tr- um, ship to go to Cuba. Well, that's pretty, you seriously have a lot of great details. It sounds Thank to me you. like you guys are starting to really understand the story. Yeah. Because I know at the very beginning it was confusing. There's so much information. Um, how did you keep track of your thinking? How did you un- start um, understanding things that were confusing? Um, how did you guys work? Because you were here at lunch, so, right? Yeah, we stayed um, in, and then we... You we worked with you all lunch. together. We basically, what and I And your did, notes are amazing. We made, like, timelines like this. I yeah. just need notes. So talk to me about your timelines. I made my timelines on my... Um, you did? So, so, so for people who are listening, um, those readers' notebooks, uh, has it been helpful to... to yeah. Definitely. All right, so you use the timeline strategy, Cam. Tell me a little bit about what you did. Um, well, I basically just wrote the, um, like, what was happening in the book yeah. in order. Okay. And it helped me organize Organize your thinking? thinking. Yeah, it, because there are three different stories, going, it, and they're all happening at different times, yeah. right? And if I, like, forget what, like, Yeah, and you have ha- a really good timeline, too. I just, like, look back on the timeline, and then mm-hmm. I'm like, oh. It, are you finding that the beginning of the book was really hard, but you're yeah, starting to yeah. ease into it now? But yeah. Once we got we kinda, so, we so the good lesson there is, happening. yeah, so as you're reading, the beginning is really where you've got to put your elbows and really mm-hmm. uh, figure out what figure out all the details. And you had a lot of questions about the history, yeah. correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Did you do any, like, quick searches or, you know, like, um, ask, ask questions I about things? I mostly ask people. Like, you my did? Dad. Yeah. My dad knows a lot I, about, like, history and stuff. Does he? So... Yeah, and what did, did so tell me what you asked your dad and how he helped you. So, like, there's a lot of complicating, like, words in this book, mm-hmm. like, about history and stuff, like the wet feet, dry feet thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. That so, was kind of confusing. So, so did he explain that when um, people from Cuba in the 1990s, if they were leaving, if they had wet feet, that, what did that mean? They would that have meant, to be they would that be meant to that they heels. caught him in them Still in, in the, the water. water. Right. And so, by law, the Coast Guard, by law, had to... Send them to refugees. Send them back, yeah. Send them back uh, to Cuba. Yeah. But if they were lucky enough to do to what? Get on land, then they and and getting got, on like, land special treatment. Yes, yeah. they ended and up. They got to be U.S. citizens. Exactly. So have you gotten? So which which doesn't about, make any sense though, because it's a law that does lots. Lots of laws don't yeah, make any make sense. sense. Yeah. And I think, and I'm just guessing. This is, might be wrong, but I'm thinking that. The United States and Cuba were at odds with each other quite a bit. Yeah. And so they had to have a clear law that would not be disputed with both of those countries. And that was a law. That That's my feeling. Yeah. Because the people would have to pass water to get to land anyways. Yeah. So it's like... What? Yeah. Like... Right. So that I don't understand the background to that, that law. There must have been a reason for it. So that maybe I'll do some research on that. Um, what part are you all on now? I'm going to move this direction. Um, Kim, when, where are you now? Well, we're all in the same chapter. It's mm-hmm. Mom Bound, no. but we just finished Isabel, and basically yeah. her father, um, was. they were listening to the news, and they mm-hmm. heard that um, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. that the ruler, Fidel, Fidel, Fidel Castro, Castro, yeah, Castro mm-hmm. um, said that, that he would let them leave um, mm-hmm. 
and Cuba. they that Cuba and that he went to try to stop them. And did but he the give them how much time did he give them to leave? Uh, I don't. It didn't I forget. Like, I don't know. Forget. They just said like, it was a short amount of time. Short, right? yeah, yeah. So this is a poor family, right? Yeah. Yeah. So she took they, like. Um, a kitten and her trumpet that she used to play. So what people bring on a journey where they know they'll never be home again they tells you everything about what she's like. So she yeah. brought a kitten. Well, 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 well she, she didn't she did. the thing is she sold them. She sold them. Oh, so they could get right. gasoline and so money. Here's, so here's the lesson. That's trouble, right? She's, she has to leave home. She has to leave everything she knows. And she's now ready to face danger. And... What did she end up doing? Oh, in that trouble, what did she do? You just told me. She sold her things to her. Her what valued most prized possessions? Her kitten? Yeah. Her kitten and her trumpet. trumpet. Yeah, she So knew. those two things she loves, and she sold them to do what? To get, to gasoline. get gasoline. For to, her family, right? Yeah. So to get to Cuba. The, right. So I that mean, to moment, get to the United States. Yeah, so that moment of your protagonist, Isabel, that's, that's really good evidence. It reveals something about who she is. What does it reveal about who she is? Um, yeah, she's, she's willing to give up her precious things to save like her, her family. Because yeah. yeah. she knows it'll be better in the United States. So whatever she does, she has to do it or else they're not. Right, and you think she could have. She could have said, no thanks, like, they'll but figure it out, like, right? She's yeah. young, right? So I'll let my family figure it out. She's the one who, like, thought of the idea of, like, her friend has um, a raft that they're making because they want to go to the United yeah. States too. So she asked them, like, if we if they could join oh, the so friends she, so on the raft. But oh then wow! They didn't have gasoline at the other place, so then she went to get gasoline at the other house, mm -hmm. and she sold the kitten so they could get a little bit of money. And then they took the gasoline over to the friend's house. Mm -hmm. to so everything you're saying now okay. is um, really like just just that. Those examples tells you everything about her, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, so that's interesting. So give me another character. Um, oh, Mama. So basically, I, I don't know how. I don't think it's not Muhammad, but it's close. Ma it's not. But um, it's so this is kind of where we got confused. It was like the first chapter where yeah. I think me and Victoria, and then I think Cam to understand it a I little bit more. A little bit. But um, anyway, there's like. It was like there's it was really confusing. it was like a hot like the spring the Rob Springs yeah right? oh, okay so, so that's we what confused. that's and the, the, the different ruler and a Rod Springs so I do you want me to explain very generally yeah. What yeah. That. so that is actually this story that uh, Muhammad I'm gonna call him Muhammad because I'm not 100 percent sure how to pronounce it correctly oh, it's the way it's spelled no it's not oh. it's spelled yeah we just not make Muhammad. a random name that. we'll call him Muhammad <laughs> or Ma. 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 Well, it sounds like a mumbling, Ma. so I want to make it clear. Ma. Ma. So here's the deal. He's Ma. living in Syria, Aleppo, Syria. And at the time, um, around the world, there was something called the Arab Uprising, the Arab Spring. And what that meant was a lot of Muslim countries in northern Africa, in the Middle East, it started in northern Africa, um, a lot of those countries were led by dictators, people that were basically oppressing the people. Yeah. So what ended up happening is one country after another after another had the people of that country go to the streets and protest and say, we want a democracy, we want rights, we want... And so once one couple of countries, the ruler was actually toppled, meaning the ruler was kicked out because and things got better. But in Syria was one of the last countries where this movement came and people started going to the streets to say, we want more rights. We want to have a chance to vote. We want to have a say in what happens to our own life. Well, the leader of Syria at the time, and he still is the leader, his oh, the name president. is Assad. He's yeah, still the leader. 
Was he elected like twice? He but, like, is a dictator. I don't know exactly how so. he came. You know, you could say he was elected. A lot of countries, because when you have a dictator, elected like... means you can vote for that one. You can vote for that one yeah. person. It said he was elected twice, but only because no, yeah. one, no one else, else was ran. allowed to ran. No one else ran. Yeah. Right. Why do you think that? Because they were, they were afraid. afraid of him. Well, they were afraid of him because if you are um, coming and going against someone, you might find yourself or your family, they may get hurt. So mm-hmm. what he did aside was when he saw all this uprising, and he knew all the other countries that they got toppled. The leaders, um, you know, were uh, they were thrown out, basically. He started to bomb his own people. So in that little clip that we saw in Refugee, that that's an actual picture of what the towns looked like. You remember like. when the apartment? I told you, we were reading it last night, and it said too. there was bombs. Yes. What happened was all of a sudden he heard oh, this, like, yeah. huge bomb, and it destroyed... It like his wrecked whole his whole entire yes. wall of his and apartment, he, so there wasn't any wall no roof. covering yes. his. That's what happened. And so his he didn't. Was so it wasn't it like was a, from a, the leader. Exactly the side. He was mad. Oh, These people were protesting. Yes. Yeah. Was yeah. Oh, Does that make sense? Yeah. So, so the it bombed his whole neighborhood, not just his For years, though, it started out. I want to say it's been five years now. Right. It's so only five years. Five years is a long time when you live in a town where bombs are raining down. Right. So, so do you under? So it's still happening now. What about the spring? Oh, it is. So the Arab Spring is a movement. It's kind of like saying climate change movement, right? So Arab Spring is. (laughs) What are you laughing at, Shri? What's funny? Are you laughing at my music? Oh, okay. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> sorry you don't like my garage band music, Shree. Um, basically, it's like a, f- a movement, a protest, okay. right? It's not a person. It's just a, a, a movement. And a movement is uh, so where a ton spring. of people oh. are thinking something, the and scene. they all come together, <gasps> and so they march in the so streets. They have signs protesting. to try to get. So it's a protesting. Oh, so it's like so a Rod Springs, whatever his name is. When they say spring, they mean that's, he, that's not a real person. No, Arab. Wait, just, Arab it's just a thing. So Victoria, so Arab, Arab means Arabian, which sometimes indicates like um, countries that are Arabian uh, from the Saudi Arabia, Middle East area, right? Mm-hmm. And Arab Spring meant a lot of those countries that are in close proximity to each other that were the people started to oh, protest. Right, they wanted rights. Yeah, it's like a revolution. So, so it's almost like you say their Arab rulers, revolution. Like rights, like against, against, against their leaders that their were leaders. oppressive. Yeah. Yeah, so okay. Rob Does that make sense? We thought that Rob Spring is not a person. No, and I think people. I thought Rob Spring was a person. We thought he just came in. Right. Yeah, we were all. We thought he just came in. We didn't know why they all hated him. So what I want you to do is, um, that's really good that you you asked, right? You were like, I'm, we're confused by this. Does it help? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, what I want you to do is always put a sticky note to say, I'm so confused by this, and I want to ask Mrs. Garrett or someone else, right? So. How about, we've got Isabel, we've got Joseph. What about Joseph? What's happening with him? Oh, remember oh, the he German? Just got on the train. German. He's going on the train to go to Hamburg to meet his father, and then they okay. just got, and they just um, got so they met so, his father, met but his the father. only thing about his father is when, like, six months after, or six months before he was put in concentration camp, his, like, he was, like, he had, kind like, of thick fat. brown hair, and 
camp. We heard everything, but when, after those six months of being in concentration camp, he was his really hair, skinny. his beard was skinny. all shaved off. He had, like, stuff on his face. Blood. He was skinny. He didn't skinny. Sm- it sounded like he didn't smell. And so his kids like were actually kind me. of afraid of him. That tells me that they don't the father was falling apart. Yeah, like, like the kids and were afraid the father of him was because really, he was like, so scared. Yeah, like, he was so scared. He was like, no, we have our Traumatized. It sounds like he was so he's traumatized, he's scarred, and how does his son handle it? Well, his son, I think he well, just doesn't, son I think he kind of like backs away, he doesn't really he just like, takes he doesn't want to, him and Ruthie Is he nervous that his father is going to do something? Well, he, he's nervous, he gave his mom a worried look like, what's wrong with I think he's just, and the he's mother's just not just nervous that the dad isn't okay. So like, what do you, so based on that, do you sense that something more troubling is going to happen? Yeah. Yeah. Because now we're on the ship. And I feel like so, there's What do you think is going to happen? I feel like, I feel like maybe the ship is going to be All right, so hold on. Yeah, what do you think? So mainly the writer is really focusing on Joseph's father and how un- unhinged he seems, right? His father seems a little oh, shaky. And, yeah. A lot shaky. Yeah. So based on that and based on the fact that Joseph is really nervous about how his father is responding. Yeah. What the hell? so crazy. Um, oh, my God. So... Hold on, we've got a ghost in the house. Hey. <laughs> that literally just like, but that literally just opened and closed by What the heck? I know. I'm telling you. Wait. No, I didn't do anything. Wait. Victoria, this will be all the court. <laughs> I didn't do anything. Any quick predictions before I meet with another oh, group? Oh, so I think oh, so okay. far for the bamboo grove. Get ready so far for the bamboo grove. Basically, what I think is going to happen is I don't think like it's just going to end with them getting to, end with them getting to Cuba. Yeah, that's just going to be like a great time. I think something's going to like turn them back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like something's going to cause them to like go. Because like that would be a really good story. Like, something's if gonna, just, like, yeah, yeah, I don't think it'd be good if he just goes to concentration. Or I feel like something's bad's going to happen within the family or within their trip. And maybe the people on the ship figure out. He's a Jew. Maybe that happens too. No, but the well, funny they thing was when he got on the ship, um, the Nazi guy actually helped him, which is really unusual because when you were a Jew, you weren't allowed to have like porters or people to help you with suitcase. But like the Nazi person, like he didn't have a star of David on him, or like he was just a German person. Yeah, but normally that doesn't happen. So that's a good point. So so it's not so everyone's not bad, everyone's not good. There's some complexity to it, right? Some people might actually surprise you. All right, you guys, it sound like you're really doing a good job. You're, I, and I'm glancing at you because notebooks, they'll help you. Tonight for homework, um, I don't want you listening to the lesson that I basically, you don't need to listen to it, right? You're all good. All the, the focus of that lesson is basically focusing on what we just we did. Decide what what did your characters do in trouble, taking okay. a good close look at it, and what does that reveal about them as people? Okay, so we add that to our number line. So tonight, you could do that, but tonight you could say, I'm going to add to my number line if it's helpful, or yeah, tonight you could say, I'm going to focus on the trouble that my character's facing, yeah. and I'm going to really examine how they handle it. Yeah. And I'm going to say, oh, my character handled this trouble this way, and this is what it reveals about my character. Yeah. Does that make we sense? Yeah, and I have one more thing to right. say. So far from Bieber Grove, come on over. So, you know, the... Um, Actually, I need to... Come on over, guys. All right. Um, you know when Fidel Castro said um, that they can just leave, but 